Losing Weight to Gain Control. Today's episode, Mastering Your Mind for Weight Loss. Welcome to today's episode of the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. This is a podcast to encourage you on your weight loss journey. It doesn't matter if you're at the beginning of, in the middle of, or at maintenance because we all need some encouragement. And I thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. Here in America, this week we'll be celebrating Thanksgiving. It's a time when family and friends get together, we celebrate, we and we eat. And I've already bought what my meal is going to be for that day, that day. And here's my menu and to warn you, it's not what's considered the healthiest, but this is the only time of year that I get to eat this food. So I'm going to have cornbread stuffing. Uh I bought a turkey breast, but that's it's going to be baked. I don't fry it or anything. Mashed potatoes with gravy sweet peas, and a pie. So I'm getting hungry just thinking about it and talking about it. This year, the celebrations for many of us will be different. There will be smaller gatherings of friends and family due to the coronavirus. There might be more virtual gatherings instead of in-person gatherings. Remember, there are different ways that you can celebrate Thanksgiving. No matter how you decide to celebrate this year, please be safe Check on your friends and family, and let's encourage each other. This brings me to a story. I was talking with one of my family members last week, and somehow we got on the subject of emotional eating. They told me how they had eaten a whole box of cereal. I didn't ask what cereal it was, but you know, eating a whole box of cereal at one time, it's not really recommended no matter how healthy the cereal is. And I asked them, well, why did you do that? And their reply was, well, there was something bothering me, and they just kept eating, and before they knew it, the whole box of cereal was gone. I didn't think to ask, well, how much milk did you use for the cereal? Did you drink a, or use a half a gallon, or how much was it? Then my brain started trying to calculate the number of calories they probably had in that box of cereal, and with the milk that they consumed. And finally, they told me, I just won't buy that cereal anymore. And my reply was, well, you'll just binge on some other food. And they were surprised and then realized what I said was true. They thought the problem was the cereal. That food is the reason that they binged on that food. If it wasn't cereal, then it would have been cookies. If it wasn't cookies, then it would have been potato chips and so on and so on. The problem wasn't the food. The problem was... They didn't deal with the reason why they were binging on the food. They weren't mastering their mind to deal with their overeating. Now, the reason I could identify this with my family member is I had done this before, many times before. I would stuff any food to not think about what was going on in my mind. I didn't want to think about the challenges that I was facing in my life. It was easier to eat my invisible feelings of worry, of anxiety, and whatever other feelings came up. I used to think if I stopped buying a particular food, 
then I wouldn't overeat it. The thing was for me, I didn't care what food it was. Even when I tried to eat healthy, I would overeat because it was something to do to distract myself. When I kept a food journal, I was able to identify these patterns and figure out why I was eating the way I did. This family member told me, Gwen, you're right about finding another food to take the place of that cereal. I have a stash of pretzels and I would have just eaten the pretzels. And they told me at least there's less calories if I eat a whole bag of pretzels. To be honest with all of you, this thinking made me really sad. This is someone that I care about a lot. They had a rough life and in many ways they are codependent. They are constantly trying to fix or help other people, but they're scared to fix and help themselves. They know this is a problem, but it's easier to eat than to deal with their own problems. I can identify with them. One thing that I've learned over the years is you can't make someone change their way of thinking. I can't master their mind for them. They still don't realize the root of the problem because there is a stash of some other food ready to be eaten when the next challenge they face comes along. I'm going to be honest with you. Mastering what's going on in your head is hard work. I don't think I've ever said in any episodes, here is the easy way to lose weight. I hope I've never said that because I want to be real about this. One of the hardest things that you will do is sit down and think about why you eat the way you do. When you take time to stop and to think about why you eat the way you do, that is the beginning of mastering your mind for weight loss. Many of us thought the food and exercise was the problem, or at least I did. The problem is I eat too much. The problem is I don't exercise enough. No, the problem is we haven't mastered our thoughts enough that we eat our way through what our minds think about. That family member that I mentioned, they told me last month that they had lost 20 pounds. I didn't ask how they did it because I know they have a history of losing and gaining, losing and gaining, and not necessarily losing it in a healthy way. In their mind, it doesn't matter how the weight is is lost as long as it's lost but it will only be gone for a short time because they still deal with the same feelings but haven't made a plan of how to deal with those feelings. I identified about myself almost 15 years ago that I'm a codependent person that hasn't gone away. I still deal with those feelings. I haven't been diagnosed by a doctor or therapist or anybody like that, but from what I've read online and books, I fit almost all of the criteria on any checklist that they have. There's a book, and I've mentioned this several episodes ago, called Love is a Choice, Recovery for Codependent Relationships. And the copy that I bought was only $5 from a used bookstore. And after the conversation I had with my family member, I've been reviewing some of the highlights in the book where I uh, made notes in the book. And over these 15 years, I'm constantly reviewing this information about me being codependent. Why? Because this is what helps me to stop using food as a way to cope with life. When I started thinking about and identifying my codependent behaviors, then I stopped turning to food to numb my feelings. Maybe you've experienced something like that. You try to help everybody else because you don't want to think about your life. It can be hard to think about the not-so-good things that happened or other hardships that you've had. Eating junk food makes those feelings go away at least temporarily. 
Mastering your mind for weight loss involves making deliberate decisions about the food you eat. This is where planning your meals are important. You've already made up in your mind that you what you're eating. That makes it hard for me, at least, to eat when things are bothering me. I know I already have a plan, so the only reason I'm eating more than what I need or what I've planned is something is on my mind. When the decision is pre-made of what you're going to eat, it'll be harder for you to go grab your what I call I-don't-want-to-think foods. Mastering your mind for weight loss involves making deliberate decisions about the physical activity you plan to do. If you don't plan and make up your mind that you will exercise, you won't do it. I had someone tell me once, they just can't find the time to exercise. And my response was, do you mean you aren't making the time to exercise? I told them what I make myself do, especially on the weekends, that let's say it's a Saturday, and I say at 2 o'clock p.m. I am going to exercise, whether that's a walk, or I'm going to do some video, or go do something. So that's the time I'm going. And at that time, I stop what I'm doing, and it's time to exercise. If it's a walk, I'm walking out the door. If it's an exercise video, I've already got it ready to go with all my equipment ready. I've learned that whatever I'm doing, it's still going to be there when I get back. Making up your mind that you will get some type of physical activity is the only way that it's going to get done. One last part that I'll talk about in the Mastering Your Mind for Weight Loss is identifying your food personality. This involves figuring out are you using food restriction as a way to deal with overeating or do you actually have a food addiction? This is an area where finding a health professional that actually specializes in eating disorders, I don't know if it's even called disorders anymore, but whatever it is that we deal with with food, you know, it might benefit you to go to a professional. Now, I'm not a doctor in any of these areas. And the expertise that I have in this area is I realized how I felt when I ate food. I've also done the extreme food restriction thing where I just needed to control that better. Like my family member that binged on the cereal, they haven't taken the time to figure out if they go to extremes restricting food and then the other extreme of overeating. I recommended to them that they might want to go to a therapist. And the reaction I got wasn't very pleasant. I've mentioned this to them before, and I think they had a bad experience in the past seeing a therapist. In the end, it's their decision. It's also your decision if you want to seek help in this area. I've been able to get some type of control over my eating habits, but it took lots of work to do this, and it also takes lots of work. I've read a lot. I've studied as much as I could about eating disorders from published journals. I've also read psychology articles about addiction. Not just food addiction, but addiction in general. And I've taken the time to try and master my mind and make a plan of how not to use food to deal with life. I recently released an ebook available on Amazon and the Kindle app called Losing Weight to Gain Control Mastering Your Mind for Weight Loss. It's a short read, but I feel it's a powerful one. I'll have a link in the show notes where you can click to get your copy. And in the book, I cover actions that you can take that will help you mentally be successful at losing the weight in a way you can keep it off or adjust your plan as you need to as your life changes. Starting with food and exercise isn't what sets us up for success. It's starting with what's going on in your mind gives you a greater chance of making your plan 
and sticking to that plan. So get your copy today, Losing Weight to Gain Control, Mastering Your Mind for Weight Loss on Amazon or the Kindle app. How are you going to master your mind? I'd like to know. You can email me, Gwen at thegwenalexander.com, or you can send me a message through Facebook or Instagram. My Facebook handle is thegwenalexander, and on Instagram, I'm thegwen1685. You can also contact me through the website, thegwenalexander.com, and click the contact button and send me a message that way. Also, if there is anyone you think would benefit from listening to the podcast or even the, the ebook Losing Weight to Gain Control, Mastering Mind for Weight Loss, please share. Also, please leave a rating for the podcast on iTunes or whatever app that you listen to your podcast on. Let's get the word out to help more people take control of their weight and take control of their lives. Today's quote that I'd like you to leave you with is this. That quote is, Losing weight is a mind game. Change your mind. Change your body. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only. The views of any guest on the podcast are their own. The host of this podcast is not a medical doctor, nurse, or health professional. You should consult with your doctor, nurse, or health professional before you begin any weight loss or maintenance or exercise program.